So it's very important that the contract's terms are clear. Hey guys, I'm AJ. I'm Rini. And welcome to TFA Talk Show. Today we have a very inspiring lady. Her name is Siu An. Fueled by a long-standing interest in media, Siu An ventured into digital marketing while in law school and has not looked back since. Being inspired by the struggles that she and others have faced while freelancing in Singapore, Siu An started Lancer X to help freelancers turn their craft into sustainable and meaningful full-time businesses. Welcome, Siu An. Hi, thanks for having me on the show today. What are some checklists freelancers need in their contract? Okay, so for this question, I like to frame things in terms of the issues that the contract has to address. So, yeah. so I can think of some issues. The first one would definitely be the basic information of the parties. So for example, like who is the freelancer who's going to be doing this work? Who mm-hmm. is the client? And if it's a client, maybe you want to state the exact person you're working with or the company name. So this is just to make clear that exactly who are the parties in the contract. So that's the first thing that you should think of. Mm-hmm. And also, you want to be clear on the scope of the project that both parties will be working on together because maybe the client has one impression of what the project will be like, but then the freelancer thinks, no, actually the project is going to be like this. So in case mm-hmm. they don't write this down in the contract, they might be not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then later on, there's some misunderstanding where the client thinks, oh, I thought you were going to do this for me. And the client says, no, actually, I was just going yeah. to provide this. And you want to provide, you want to minimize such misunderstandings yeah. early on. Mm-hmm. And another thing very important for freelancers, they'll definitely want to know how they will be paid for this for this project. So mm. how much will they be paid? How will they be paid? By when do they have to be paid? And how will they receive payment? So is it by cash or bank transfer? So very important for freelancers, payment terms. And other things will be miscellaneous issues mm. such as intellectual property. So who will own the deliverables after the, they'll be submitted to the client? Because usually the client will own the deliverables because the client is paying mm. for them. Yeah. But then the freelancer may want to retain a right to say, even though I have given these things to the client, I yeah. still want to retain a right to be able to put these in my portfolio so I can show potential clients. So that's mm-hmm. for intellectual property. And mm-hmm. also confidentiality because maybe in the process of doing this project, the client has to provide confidential information to the client. So the client will probably want to say that, okay, I'm giving you this confidential information, but you have to keep it confidential and not disclose it to anyone because it's right. confidential. Mm. And if the freelancer does disclose this confidential information in ways that they are not allowed to do so, then the client may have a right to sue the freelancer for a breach of this term. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And finally, street resolution. So, of course, we hope that the project goes well, but then there might be times where they get a dispute and they need to resort to a third-party service to resolve the dispute. So this could be mediation or maybe in the very worst case, you have to bring a dispute to court for both parties to resolve the dispute. Okay, so forming things, basic information of the parties to the contract. Second one would be the scope of the project that they will be working on together. Third is payment terms for freelancers. And also fourth would be miscellaneous issues such as IP or confidentiality or dispute resolution. So these are the main things that I think people should include in your contracts in terms of if you want to provide like a checklist. Mm, okay, yeah. So now when we're talking about like getting sued, it's a bit, it's even though it's not at the back of our mind as freelancers, but when it happens, right, then we all start to panic. Okay, so yeah. how can freelancers and clients protect themselves from getting sued? So when someone starts to sue somebody, it's usually because the party that's suing thinks that, oh, the other party has 
not follow the terms of our agreement. That's why mm. I want to sue to get compensation. So yeah. obviously, if you are trying to get sued, you will want to stick to the terms of the agreement and not try to do anything funny yeah. to give the other party a reason to sue you. But mm. other than that, it's very important that the contract's terms are clear because maybe you're doing your very best to stick to the terms of contract, but it is not very clear exactly what is the scope of the agreement. So like what I said just now, maybe the client thought that you were going to provide this as part of the project scope. But then a freelancer is thinking, no, actually I didn't intend to provide this. So mm. it's very good if at the start, um, the contract states comprehensively mm. exactly what the project scope is going to be about to minimize such disputes. And apart from that, so you have a contract, but you also want to make sure it's in writing. Because when we talk about contracts, from a legal point of view, actually the contract just refers to the agreement between both parties. Yeah. It doesn't refer to the piece of paper that the contract is written on. That's sort of like the written record of the contract. So mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is that it's actually possible to create a contract verbally, even if you don't have a piece of paper saying like this is the contract. Mm -hmm. But the problem with having a verbal contract is that it's verbal, there's no written record. Yeah. So if one, if maybe like a couple of months down the road, both of you start to forget like so exactly what did we agree yeah. on i don't remember and mm -hmm. then that leaves room for misunderstandings and disputes mm -hmm. so whoever you want to write a contract like, you can have it in a formal document or an email or even a text message is fine but points that you need to get a contract done in writing so that you mm -hmm. can refer to it later on maybe let's say for freelancers we want to do our own contract it's always about like words and a lot a lot of words you know sometimes we never understand what the what we are doing the contract for yeah and there are also instances that where freelancers and clients they were just like their form of contract is that via text or via a call is that possible to use it as a form of like agreement between two parties or it still have to be in a black and white contract mm -hmm. paper so your question is on whether maybe text messages can be used as contracts yeah, as even a, though it's not like a, a formal official yeah, formal, document yeah, yes 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 so actually that's fine because yeah it's actually not a legal requirement for this kind of contracts to be in writing mm. so you can still have a contract that's verbally and it's not a legal requirement that the contract needs to be in a black and white piece mm. of paper mm -hmm. so actually text messages are also fine it just mm. you need to be careful not to lose these text messages because right. if your phone gets stolen or lost or your data is erased yeah. and then you don't have records anymore so right. text messages are fine but it's still good if later you can take a screenshot of the text message and keep it somewhere safe in case you need to okay. pull it out right, right. so right. that means if let's say in a text message you will need to have this, the checklist that you mentioned and it's always good to screenshot it and then keep it somewhere safe okay. mm. yeah in case like you a... lose the text message uh. <laughs> Okay, just okay, in case it, it gets reformatted or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I think freelancers, one thing about, especially newbie freelancers, right? Contract invoices are always at the back of their mind. They feel that something that, okay, I get this job, I do it, and I'm done. So basically, mm. what can contracts and invoices do for freelancers? So for contracts, as we've been discussing so far, it helps mm. keep both parties on the same page regarding the score of the contract. So both parties know, okay, this is what we agreed on. And then so that one party doesn't later say, oh, I thought we were going to do this, but the other parties know, actually, we didn't agree on this. So it's to keep both parties on the same page regarding the score of the project and minimize yeah. misunderstandings. And invoices are simply to help freelancers get paid. So it's like, after you complete your service, you need to bill your client for the work. If you don't give your client this bill, the client can't pay you or may, they may not want to pay you unless you actually give them the invoice. So very important, like, 
after if you want to get paid, you need to submit an invoice. For freelancers especially, we may not know how to, you know, like draft the contract, even with the checklist that you mentioned everything. So if let's say a freelancer were to hire a lawyer, how much does it cost to basically draft a contract from scratch? So yeah, this is one of the common questions because I think everyone's mm. very concerned about the cost and yeah. you always think that lawyers are very expensive. So yeah. I always suggest that if you want to get a lawyer to draft a contract, you should budget at least $3,000. Mm. Yeah, so this would be like the starting price. Like, your final cost might be more or less than that. So depending on how your needs are, like whether you need your contract to be more comprehensive or you want a simpler contract or the, the, just the basic terms. Right. But I would think that, so even though this, this figure might sound like a lot, it's actually an investment that could be well spent on because you're getting a professional to draft a contract yes. for you instead of like trying to figure things out by yourself. yourself. Mm. So it, more assurance like, that you're getting a well-drafted binding contract. So when we talk about contract, it's always about client and freelancers, right? Mm. So usually yeah. the clients will have to give the contract to freelancers and then the freelancers will have to agree or disagree with the contract. Mm. What about if it's possible for the freelancer to give the client the contract or between freelancers? Yeah. Is there any difference or anything that's a bit, I don't know, that we should take note like of? collaboration, you know, like freelancers yeah. collaborate with another freelancers. Yeah. Okay, so maybe for clients versus freelancers first, uh, we discuss mm. that issue, that situation first. So, yeah, you're saying that usually the client gives the contract to the freelancer. Yes. So maybe in the process, the client's contract will have some terms that are more favorable to the freelancer that the freelancer may not like so much so I guess that comes down to your negotiating skills whether you can convince the client to amend these terms of course it's not easy depending on how big your client is and (laughs) how big you are so if you have more bargaining power sometimes you can instead give your own contract to the client if you have one prepared and see whether they are willing to accept your term if they already have their own version of the contract maybe you can see how both of you can work together to come up with a contract that both of you are agreeable on. So so mm. like a mix of your contract and the client's contract, like mm. combined together. Mm. Okay. But yeah, it really depends on like how much bargaining power that both parties have like, and whether who has more influence over the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for client and freelancers. And it, as for freelancers versus freelancers, so yeah, again, it comes down to bargaining power, like who, who is the stronger party right. in this collaboration. And of course, if you want to have more power, I would suggest that you do have some terms prepared because if you have nothing prepared, Uh, the other side will just give you what they have and then you might just have to accept it because you don't have your own terms that you want to bring to the table. Maybe like for those uh, freelancers who are already seasoned and then that is when they can see the form of investment in getting a lawyer to actually do up a comprehensive form. Because if you're going to be in there for the long run, then you better do a good job. You know, you're going to meet with like bigger clients, okay? After you pay the lawyer once, right, then you may be able to reuse this contract over many clients. So yeah, you don't need to keep drafting a contract from scratch. Right? Mm, like with yeah. client, you can just reuse the one that you already have. Mm. Why that still applies, of course. Mm, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. Thank you so much. I think we've learned a lot that contract is completely doable for freelancers as well. Can you share with us, our viewers and listeners, how can right. they so connect with you? If you were interested to visit my website, LancerX, so I post... Uh, Singapore-specific resources for freelancers who want to build sustainable and meaningful businesses. So my website URL is lancerx.co, L-A-N-C-E-R-X.co. So that's the name of the website. Don't get mixed up with lancerx.com because that brings you to a different website. And also I'm going to be launching a course specifically on 
payment terms for freelancers. Mm -hmm. So that will also cover in more detail like what are the payment terms that freelancers should include in their contracts. And right. if you are interested to check out that course, you can sign up for updates at lancerx.co slash PFP launch. PFP? Yeah, it stands for Painless Freelance Payments. lancerx.co slash PFP launch. Okay. Nice. Okay, so for those of you who are watching this and you really like our content, do follow us on our social media platform at The Freelancers Academy on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, LinkedIn, as well as Telegram. And for those of you, do check out LancerX to get really good content and get kickstarting your freelancing journey. <laughs>